Toda menina baiana tem um santo que Deus dá Toda menina baiana tem encanto que Deus dá Toda menina baiana tem um jeito que Deus dá Toda menina baiana tem defeito também que Deus dá Deus entendeu de dar a primazia O vento a primeira mão na Bahia Primeira missa, primeiro índio abatido também Deus deu Deus entendeu de dar toda a magia O vento mal primeiro chão na Bahia Primeiro carnaval, primeiro pelourinho também Que Deus deu ah, 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 ah. Que Deus deu oh, oh, oh. Que Deus dá ah, ah, ah. important the flavor should come first right i agree with you because they have those places that they take away senses where you can't really see what you're eating but rather you can taste it so i do think it's important that you have like that the, the flavor should be the paramount right of the dish um 
they say you eat with your eyes, but again, I think that's like a marketing scheme. Like if it looks really pretty, you should pay a lot more money for it. But I don't know. That's probably the one thing I, I do like try and still. I but that's also with. only because now everything's so public, like everything's posted on social media. So when you're looking at an Instagram picture, the only thing you're looking at is just how it looks. So I feel like now people are trying to put more emphasis on the way plates look. And I would agree. But I think food art, like it is... I think like any other art form or technique or skill, it goes through periods of refinement where like you look for something that's, you're creating something like a masterpiece on the plate. Right? It goes through cycles like that. Before, you know, I guess at certain points in your life, you're okay with just having, you know, I just need to eat like in college, ramen, tuna, hot sauce, and I don't know, a bag of, old, a bag of old carrots that's in your fridge might sound really good at one point, but then like you realize you're not poor anymore and you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to be subjected to eating that. Nor should you have ever eaten that in the first place, and you kind of wonder why your health. Bag of carrots. Yeah, bags of carrots are good, but not with ramen and tuna and hot sauce. Mm-hmm. I've actually never had like instant ramen. Ever. I don't think I've ever had instant ramen. Hmm. I had it when I was younger, not as an adult, because now it's just like waste. Like it's just. I don't think I'm missing calories. anything. No, you're really not. Every time one of my uh, really my dormmates would warm it up, I always ask them if they had just farted in the room. <laughs> Because I actually thought they had past gas, but no, was, they were actually just eating ramen. And they would always say, no, I'm eating ramen. I mean, it's not the worst thing. I would always put, like, a whole lime in it and some kind of hot sauce. And that's why I have stomach issues now. Because I love everything spicy, everything citrusy. My mouth. Or is it from eating ramen? My mouth is watering, thinking about it. My stomach? Uh, no. I didn't eat that much ramen. But when I would eat it, that's how I would eat it. That's actually something I fear is with traveling. We both travel frequently. Mm-hmm. I actually always fear one thing, accidentally drinking the water without checking the like advisories or knowing if like there's an advisory going around for like, like unsafe water because mm-hmm. you can it's you can get a parasite like that. But even then you go to these countries and they're washing all their produce with their tap water. Like if you have a sensitive stomach, you're going to get sick. So you're telling me you don't boil all your produce before you eat it? No, I'm saying if I go out to eat somewhere. Oh, oh, oh. If I get a salad, let's just say. Or something that has it like they're not using purified water. So is the meat water. safer to eat <laughs> in these countries that you don't know what the water like I wanna go to Depends. Mexico City and I always wonder like I, how is that street food? Is am I gonna survive? Yeah, but I What is it I, what is it called? Montezuma's Revenge? Is that the See, I the, I don't I don't I don't know. Is that the C D C term I for it? Just, I'd like to think I have a superhuman stomach and superhuman immunities. So do I, for some reason. I'd like I feel to. like I'm Wolverine. I, I cut mean, my finger the other day and it healed in a day. And then I had a claw was that it a came paper out. Cut? Huh? Yeah, it was a paper cut. But <laughs> <laughs> so regardless, I still think I'm Wolverine. But you cut your finger. <laughs> yeah, I cut my finger on a piece of mail. It was actually a bill, so it was, I double hated it. No, like did I tell you when I was in um, Cartagena, we met this this chick who was traveling by herself from New York. And we were just talking. We had our, I think that was our last day there. And Cartagena had way better street food than Medellin. What did they have? They had a lot of arepas, but they had different kinds of arepas. Do you like arepas? Mm, I liked them when I was there. I don't have them often here. But it was a different arepa. It wasn't like the place of I think the mayo is different in there. I think the mayo in South America is different. It tasted. Because it's like sweet. It was, yeah, so they had sweet ones, but the one we had, it was just so buttery. I don't know what Heinz is doing to the oh, your mouth. Okay, it was just, 
like I said, there are different ones. Then there's the hard ones that are stuff like. But then we found out in just different parts but, uh, of the country. But arepa is just like a corn tortilla, right? With um, stuff. what did you have in the middle of it? Mm, it was different things. Cheese. Different. Some of them was just like plantain and cheese. It was like every cart was different. But oh, so then you're talking so, about me eating plantains, but, but the, <laughs> plantains are good. No, well, so that was just one of the many things. Like they had a bunch of fruit carts. Like they had a bunch of corn cart. Like they would just sell the corn. Like everything and. We probably ate like eighty percent of what we ate was all street food. I mean, we went to some like bakeries and was some restaurants, so super cheap. Mm. I mean, they probably sold it to us more than like locals, but even our like upcharge was still super cheap. But not that. But did you have Colombian empanadas though? Yes. Ooh, I have a picture of it. So. Jeez, talk about like, mm, wow. So that's why when Talking I said mouth that's why that's food. why I said oh we goodness. ate other places and, and when I said bakeries it made me think of this one bakery Bastidos. we went to. Oh my gosh. Um, but no, so we met this chick and we were talk, talking about the food, like just talking about a bunch of stuff, and the food came up, and we brought up like, oh, have you had the street food? It's amazing because we were in this plaza in at this rooftop bar. From the rooftop bar, you could see all the carts everywhere in the plaza. She's like, oh no, everyone's been telling me not to eat the street food. And what was she eating? All our mouths, all three of our mouths <laughs> dropped because of of all the places I visited. Like Colombia street food was really, or at least in Cartagena, was really good. I'm like, please do yourself a favor, like go go get some. Seriously, food. live a little. Like go get some food. She's like, well, my friend's Colombian, and even he told me not to eat it. I'm like, well, your friend's stupid. He should go try it. I wouldn't eat like ceviche in the city. You know what I mean? So we had... Like, you got to think about how the food is prepared, right? If it's fried, you're probably okay. So we were on the hunt for really good ceviche. There has to be a rhyme with that or something. If you're fried, you won't die. <laughs> like <you're> saying, <laughs> no, but the thing is, well, Cartagena's right there by the ocean. So we were asking around, like, where's a good place to get ceviche? I love ceviche. And everyone told us this one place. So they're like, oh, you'll know because there's going to be a big sombrero. So I assumed it was going to be, like, a restaurant that a big had... Hat. So it's literally a shack in the middle of the street, and there is a big-ass sombrero, and that's how... But it's... So it's outside, and there's just a ton of seats out in front of the shack. So you're literally just sitting out on the sidewalk. Like, it's those little plastic chairs. Walk us through what that ceviche tasted like. Um, well, I'm also not... When I get ceviche, I want to get fish ceviche, and this was shrimp. So I was like, eh. Okay, I'll still But gambo ceviche is nice. It was... This shrimp tasted like it had just been caught that day. And it's like one guy making all these little ceviche cups. And how I knew it was good. How many cups did you have? <laughs> well, so, so the three of us, so me, Suzanne, and Meredith all had different type. Oh, no, there was different. I remember they had an oyster ceviche. They Ooh, had, no, thank you. I think they had a scallop mm -mm. ceviche, some fish, and then a shrimp. But everyone's like, you have to have the shrimp. Convince them to oysters. So I was like, okay, I'll Convince. try no, well, how I knew it was good is there, I think there had been a quinceanera, because the entire quinceanera party came and got a ceviche cup. I'm like, oh, and they're clearly from, I'm like, okay, well, if they're eating it, it has to taste good. I mean, if I get sick, oh, well. Or maybe they ran out of food at the quince. No, it was that good. It was really, really good. So you, so you could have it however you want, like mayo. I didn't put mayo on it, but there's like other Ooh, stuff. Mayo on ceviche? Yeah, they made it. Does it come with salad on top, like dressed salad? Mm -mm. No, it's it was literally the pickled. It's like the the vinegar vegetable, right? Like the mm -hmm. citric. No, okay. I don't. No, they didn't have it. It was like whatever kind, whatever condiments you wanted to add mm. onto it. Regardless of what you added onto. Oh, and then like fresh onion. Like they made their own fresh, um, like bico. Oh, it was so 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 good. And people, and then people were coming and getting. Like huge to go cups of this each and like just taking it. It was really good. And it's just one guy cooking for it. How was the leche de tigre though? How was the broth? 
That's the most important part. Well, all of our broth was different. Everyone really? you could get because you could get. It oh, so he didn't make it. There was not like he wasn't like just having the vegetables sit and then adding mm. the, the shrimp. No, everything while. is like you pick whatever mm. seafood you want and then whatever you want to add on it. Of course, I had extra lime and like ton of pico, and, mm, which I delicioso. don't like. I said I don't like raw onions, but with ceviche and pico, I'll always eat it, even though because it's mixed with everything. Pico's are really underestimated. Underestimated. It's a very, I guess, oh. underappreciated condiment because it is a condiment, right? More or less, like you put on top of stuff. Topping, yeah. Yeah, it's a topping. Yeah, you don't really eat it by yourself by itself. You yeah, who just gets a bag of pe- or a bag of, a bowl of pico? I think my mom puts pico on her salad too, like because she makes it. She'll make her own. Yeah, like, but it's just what onions. Yeah, onion, cilantro, tomato. However much lime you want, my mom puts a ton of lime, and then however spicy you want, my mom will cut up like either serrano. She likes serrano, so serranos or jalapenos. I often wonder how much of my palate is developed because, or is. The way it is because of like my Latin background, mm. like the flavors are so different. If you think about like my background, oh yeah, I have like one on one end like maybe traditional more American like black food in that way, like soul food and that that kind of essence. And then on the other complete opposite spectrum, Costa Rican and Central American food is like bold flavors. It's just I wouldn't say it's bold flavors and well I don't know I don't want to. Last, well, I, got, I guess it I got depends where you definition of bold. Yeah, so they're different flavors. They're very different flavors. A lot more citrus, a lot more acid. Mm, I would I'm say I would acid. say the biggest thing is a lot more acid. Um, I love acid in my food. Like I can't eat a dish if it doesn't have some acidic. Well, they say like salt. There's that show, salt, show that acid. Don't like. <laughs> what's, what's the name of the show first? We can name it. Salt, fat, acid, heat. Yeah, salt, fat, acid, heat. The I fat like, one was. I liked the fat episode. I don't remember the fat episode. Italy. Oh, yeah, in Italy. Prosciutto. Did she cut up the whole pig? Yeah. Well, she did it. The, oh, the, the butcher yeah, did. Okay. But it was really cool because I'd never, I guess I... No, the show was cool. Listen, I'm just a critic, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am, she wasn't the I am best easy host. to please, but also very critical. And for, because I like to see good stuff and I want to see people put out good I content. I just, I like how... That's why I accept criticism all as well. Yeah, and I liked how it was set up because it really did make sense. Like, you know acid, you're going to find it in Mexico because... Mm-hmm. Mexicans have the yeah you just know and then it made sense that the fat was in Italy because they have like the pastas and prosciutto and everything like what I will say is cool about the show is that she was able to kind of switch between Italian and Spanish and like English and like functionally get I think she went to Japan right I don't know if she's I don't know if she's speaking Japanese though no but she went to Japan oh okay yeah I was just talking about (laughs) you remember the salt and then they went in depth on how to make miso like I don't know no 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 I saw the episode I was just talking about the languages like how she's able to switch Mm. between those three languages because she spent time in Italy as a um in the kitchen and and spanish so i thought that was pretty cool i mean i'd like the show i just think like her personality if you're from what i've watched in terms of like cooking programming especially on like netflix and things that are available like that i like i was just used to the more edgy like way that um witty yeah, i didn't edgy, like witty. i told you i didn't like her description when you when you're watching cooking shows you want them to describe now she's probably gonna have a season two guarantee it's probably gonna be really good because I think like well, I she's gonna get I all these critiques yeah I don't think she was like that was probably I, I really don't know so I don't want to speak illy on it but that was probably one of her first times doing a show like that and I, I think enthusi- she knocked it she had good like I liked her enthusiasm she had a good person I just that was my one critique is every time she would eat something she'd be like oh it's so good I'm like nothing you don't have anything else to say other like I can tell it's good I don't know I would really love I would love to have a show like that I think that'd be so cool I mean we both travel a lot how many places have you been um, have you kept count? Countries? Yeah, countries. I think, but it was the last one. I think that was 24, 25. 
24 how many countries are in the world how many countries are there in the world yeah 70 or 80 i don't know 70 or 80 i think there's a lot that's actually, what I'm I actually don't know. <laughs> well, and, and it was crazy. So I'm starting to think now like of places I would want to go. And I feel like the my top of my list I've already went to. So now I'm thinking of like, oh. So what are some places, that, what are some of the highlights of places you've been? Highlights? Probably Switzerland. But I'm in love with the mountains. So that, and, oh, that's and fair. The Swiss Alps are, it's hands down one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Um, Peru I really liked for, I mean, Machu Picchu was amazing. But then the people and the food, like, I think all together, the whole, and that's what I look for when I go to a country. Like, I want to get the culture, but then I also want to do outdoorsy things, and I want to eat great food, and I want the people to be amazing. So, and Peruvians are just so welcoming. Whereas, like, some countries in Europe, I didn't feel as welcomed, but... But I think it's just the, I, I was looking It's just at, different. The interaction, like, yeah. the, their level of engagement is different. Like here? Yeah, and I'm not saying they were assholes. It's just literally, I would go into a restaurant, and it probably also was because I was by myself. And the waiter would like just strike up conversation and be like, "I remember I was telling you, like, here, try this passion fruit. Like, we picked it from our garden, or like the chef walked me through their like herb garden and was telling me all the stuff that they only find in Peru. Like stuff like that is what stayed in my mind. Where I was like, I think Europe is just so busy that they hospitality is different. Yeah, it's completely different. But that's different. I mean, you're kind of used to that too, like from growing up, no Latin households, like yeah. And then I spoke Spanish. Like I know a lot of these things are different. So yeah. if you, I know, I know it would have been a different experience. But for someone the one thing I do it. think it's in common though between like these different countries, where I find like maybe is not so much the same here uh, to an extent is probably how like people value interaction and like the time that they spend with each other. Like socialization is a lot different. Um, I feel like in those countries, like it's, it means a lot to really be around people. Like you really value those times. And yeah. And then you start to think like, okay, like I, at least when I go travel somewhere, I try and remind myself, okay, slow down, like take it in. Yeah, Whereas like yeah, people, yeah. and I remember, I can't remember where it was, but I had come in and been like, oh, hi, can I get a coffee or whatever? And they're like, how are you? How's your day going? Like not to, not to be an a-whore or anything. They were just like. Like just slow down. Like, could you imagine you if want? someone asked you that here while you're trying to get your coffee order in the morning? You'd be like, <laughs> exactly. "Dude, I gotta go to work." That's what I'm saying. What do you like, want? What do you want from me? And I what get this. <laughs> and so that's why when I'm in vacation, like, I actually try and tell myself, like, just slow down, yeah. take it in. This yeah. is, who knows when you're gonna be back here again? Like, even just walking down the street and just like window shopping or going to these little, like, just having conversations with people that you're not gonna meet these kind of people in the states or really anywhere else. I'm just taking in those little moments i value that so much too and i think it's kind of cool i, I like going uh, i like going to these countries that kind of have um there's a bit more of uh homogeneity in terms of like the people there because it, it feels like there's a bit more community i appreciate the diverseness of the united states and i love it mm. um this is where i grew up this is all i know um but i really appreciate like seeing it because i think you see camaraderie in a different light yeah i think we again the reason why i'm doing this podcast is to kind of highlight the similarities that people share across cultures instead of like highlighting so many differences that we feel like we share differences mm -hmm. i'd rather like highlight and share those similarities that we all have um and that's like one thing that i think is really cool about going to those places you get to just kind of see everything how different every individual is right everyone's an individual in these places but they all share like a very unified mindset and i think in a lot of ways like that's something that we are still trying to find here, but there's so much pain and baggage and just things that we have to unpack in this country of like the way it was built, how, how yeah. it was created that 
it'll never it, I won't say it'll never it's just right now it just doesn't it doesn't feel like that and it's hard to find like to find that unless you have that group of people around you that you can like really shut yourself off from like what's going on yeah. in the country and then even then it's kind of hard to do right I would I would say well because like how we were talking about everyone's in such a hurry and in grind mode and oh they want to make all this money or they want to do this where like everywhere else they could have ten dollars a month to support their family but they're the happiest family that you'll ever see i, th- I would because, agree with you. because they don't even like they don't know they don't have anything to compare it to so to them they make happiness with what and they i have. think it's because Whereas they like, measure i think it's almost like a difference in how they measure time as well maybe yeah. like yes i think we we try to fast forward so many things here we try to fast forward so many things here in terms of like how like you know by 25 i want to do this yeah and like by and 30 i need at least uh like a house like part of the america i need at least one third of the american it's dream. always what you have is never going to be enough where like other people think like no what i have is more than enough i have my health i have some kind of food on the table it may not be this five star meal but it's good and i made it and i don't know and that's that is the one big thing about living here that I'm just, I feel like a lot of people I meet aren't happy and they don't really know why they're happy other than they want to just keep They are, they aren't happy. Or, like, they're not as happy as they could it's be. A like, it's a pseudo happiness? Yeah. They're always like, oh, well, I want to do more. I want to make more. I want to do this. I want to do that. Well, like, to, like, to, when I talk to my friends, like, that's why I like talking to my friends about traveling, but then I don't. Like, it just depends on the person. Because some people see it as like, oh, well... You have this, like, I'm so jealous. You get to travel these places. But these people have traveled, too. It's just, like, it's never enough for them. They always want to go see more, go experience more. I'm like, yeah, but you've traveled these places. There's some people who haven't even seen anything. You know what I mean? Or they'll be, or I'll see them using money on other things. I'm like, well, you could travel. Just, like, don't buy this 2018 car that you really don't need. But but you got to stunt. You got to stunt on them. That's what I'm saying. Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's definition of happiness is different. Like, I would I would Some, agree, and I think like I, I don't know I do find like a lot of I th- we have this conversation a lot. I do find a lot of value in traveling and just being able to even if it's not like every single day you're meeting new people, but even just kind of immersing yourself slowly into like a culture and just see, getting an, an idea of what it's like, because the chances are like some place you travel to you'll end up meeting someone from there, yeah, and that'll either help you relate to that person or just kind of like maybe have an understanding of like their background from a very like you know outward perspective obviously unless some places you may not be able to communicate perfectly or you don't know the language so you can't really understand everything about that culture but you can understand um kind of like you just get like a visual image of like what maybe they saw or what were their yeah their images and they all see it differently like i don't know i just think it's the coolest thing whenever like some of the best conversations I've ever had are people who are from another country that I'm literally meeting that day and we're experiencing this other new country that I just met in this hostel and we have this like three hour long conversation about our lives because we know nothing about each other. But then you get this new perspective. Like they saw Paris completely differently than I did, but I don't know. Can, just... can I get your perspective? I've had a lot of people ask me if uh, what, are, what are hostels like? I love... So I didn't, I didn't have a bad hostel experience. I've only stayed in... I'm but it depends. In, I stayed in one hostel. It so depends where. I have a jaded perspective, maybe, because I had a good experience. I had a good experience. What what country was it? I stayed in Barcelona in a hostel. Oh, wow. My boy Jamie and my, uh, our friend Andrea. I think so that was fine. Like, And we were right by University of Barcelona, so like it was a really popular area, and I didn't really feel like unsafe or anything. Um, but 
I have stayed. We met some cool people. I have stayed in a hostel room where it was maybe eight bunk beds, and I was the only girl in there. Ooh. But, but like I didn't feel any kind of way. But okay, so if this was my first hostel, I probably would have felt some kind of way about it. But because I, I, like already been, I had been staying at this place. What happened is my friend Meredith ended up leaving, so then I was there on my own, and it just happened that there was a bunch of dudes at this hostel, but they were all cool. Like there's these three French guys who are just taking a vacation together and like ended up hanging out with them and they were super chill like I mean I'm sure there's bad like especially solo female travelers have had bad experience but you can I always say you can even have bad experiences here so would you recommend people solo travel I love it I I do love traveling with friends it's just completely different when you're on your own but i will my disclaimer for that is you have to be the kind of person that can have fun on your own (laughs) some people huge disclaimer (laughs) that is a very big disclaimer like i and that's what i always tell people when they're like oh you went here and here by yourself i'm like yeah but i can have fun sitting at a cafe people watching like that's how you value fun right your definition of fun is might just be different so like that's why i think when you say that because i agree with you right when you say, like, have fun by yourself, I'm imagining, like, in that same scenario in a cafe, like, I could sit there soaking everything in. And, exactly. like, for me, that's, I, I would get enjoyment out of that. Like, just being able to soak in the culture. Because I can understand language, say, if, like, you went to Columbia or something, you can just pick up on what people are saying. If you want to, you can maybe ask questions or, like, interject and if you want yeah. to be friendly. And it gives you the option. You exactly. Have so many options. And so that's the thing with hostels. So at least with hostels, you have this big opportunity to make friends from everywhere because people who are staying at hostels like most of them especially people who are by themselves stay there because they want to meet friends because they're on their own so they want to meet friends but then i've also had days where I'm like i don't want to talk to anyone i just want to go walk around the city like on my own listen to music just take it all in by myself so you can have both of those things like you could and then i've had days where i'm like oh i really want to go out tonight i'm gonna to make some friends and literally like there's always common spaces so i'll always start talking to the person next to me and they're always super chill want to go out or even the people that work there like they're always obviously you do your research too before you pick a hostel so it's not like you're just like you know shooting in the dark like you know wherever i stay is going to be fine well definitely most hostels are set up to kind of encourage that kind of community feeling yeah there's always there's always social events like i don't know your hostel but every hostel i stay in i do look at hostels and i'll see like how fun they are what the vibes are because then there's also the hostels that are known just as party hostels Mm -hmm. and i'm not usually trying to stay there because even if you stay at like a chill one there's still people who are going to want to go out whereas like some hostels it's like no we're trying to get like they'll have beer pong tournaments and it'll like I don't know. So sometimes I'm not trying. It's a difference, completely different. Yeah, vibe. which I get that. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's not. I'm not. I don't want to travel. Like I do want to travel and go out and have fun, but I also don't want to travel and then just get trashed every single night and not be able to wake up the next day and do anything. Like it's a balance for me because yeah. I, I often wonder because um, I enjoy solo traveling and I've done it kind of frequently. I wonder what it's going to be like going on like vacations with my friends sometimes. Because it is a complete, it's a different experience. Because you're not just on your own time anymore. You're like looking out for others. Your friends also have their own individual interests and things they want to do and see. And, um, you know, maybe they have their own experiences traveling where they might be jaded about like an experience. I remember one time in Barbados, the first time I went, I got, I asked someone where some food was. I think I told you the story. I asked someone, I was like, yo, man, you know where I can find some food? 
like some really good food like um, it's like one of my last days I want to mm-hmm. eat something nice he's like yeah I can help you out and he's like just follow me and I was like uh like can you, can you just tell me where it is like I don't need you wait this know. is a stranger yeah <laughs> he asked me like hey you alright and I was like yeah I was just looking for some food like do you, know, do you have any good recommendations I'm just trying to find something like really good it's my last day um, he's like, yeah, I can help you out. Just follow me. I was like, no, I don't want to follow you. Like, you can just tell me. I can find it. Like, I have the means to find it. Yeah, I would have walked away. And he's like, no, 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 come on. I'll take you. And I was like, no, I'm good. Just, like, tell me where it is. He goes, tell, like, come with me right now. And I was like, no, I'm not coming with you. <laughs> so he, like, balled up his fist. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? I'm why like, didn't you walk away? Because I was just like, why does this escalate like this? <laughs> Luckily, I was like, he just turned around and walked away. So I was... You know, it didn't turn into anything. But I was just like, how did this get from a simple question to? Because he was probably he was going to take you to his friend's restaurant or something. I don't know. Yeah, ideally, no. He's probably he was trying to. He asked me for some money, and I was like, oh, I'm not. Well, that's give me give me twenty like whatever twenty the equivalent of twenty dollars is, and I'll take you. And I was like, no, it's in the city. Like, I don't need you to take me there. Just tell me where it is. Oh no. Give me the money so I can take it. I was like, no, I'm not taking the money. Like, okay, well, you what? you should have led with that. If you would have led with that, I would be like, yeah, he did. No, I was like, come on, man. Like, are you trying to get me right now? So Definitely. So those are kind of experiences. Like, you could be jaded if you had an experience like that and be like, oh, you know, I don't really want to interact with but people. But again, that can like, happen here. Yeah, it can happen I mean, here, exactly. but here we're not asking people, hey, where's a good restaurant? Like, here we just have everything on our phone at our disposal and we can find it ourselves. Do you feel like an outsider when you go to these countries? Have there's like been a certain country where you feel like an outsider? Um, I mean, I don't know, because most of the places I've gone are pretty touristy, so I don't, like, they can tell I'm not from there, but I don't feel like an outsider, because I'm also not the only How do you think they tourist walking always, around. This is something I always ask myself. How do they know? Well, it depends on the country. Like, True. like when I went to Hungary, of course I'm not Hungarian, or of course... Like, I don't look Parisian when I went to France. I don't... And the way I dress... How do you know? I don't know. Like, Paris is a pretty multicultural city. No, they're very... Chic. I don't know how to describe it. I think we carry ourselves like Americans. Like, our body movements are just different. The way we walk, the pace that we walk. I'm a very, like, like, slow and steady, Um, taking it in. Whereas, like, Paris, it's... I mean, it might as well be, like, a... French New York City, like everyone's in a rush trying to get to places and stuff. Oh wow, what a great place though! One of my favorite places. I did. Uh, so. I enjoy it. I think it's. I think because it is so similar to like, in a lot of ways to New York, mm-hmm. you can find some letters there, which just maybe, I would say, I don't know. How would you describe it? Paris. Yeah. Um. Gosh, dark. Yeah, it's like more edgy, like a more like edgy. Gloomy. Character. That's that's. Remember, <laughs> yeah. I didn't I say the word chic? That's how. That's why I said. Chic I, and gloomy. I don't know if those are synonymous though. They can be. They can yeah, be. Yeah, like maybe. it reminds okay. me of cool. in like, like these gloomy, little edgy. lounges in New York where people are wearing like black turtlenecks, smoking like those little thin cigars, listening to jazz. That's what I'm thinking of with Paris, but it's classical music instead of jazz. I don't know. I mean, I liked it. I had I had a good experience. I think the thing. With Paris for I mean, New York me. is, like, exceedingly more busy. So, like, we'll just say that. Like, well, if I were to pick one or the other, I would pick Paris, yeah. for sure. Like, like, you can't compare the busyness, because, like, Paris... I mean, New York is just... Yeah. Really New York... Is, and New York really is filled with... A, rats? Like, big, big rats, yes. But, like, people who are a little bit more cold. Whereas, like... Mm, yeah. And that's what I don't like, because I'm such a... Like, 
want to have conversations with random strangers kind of person. New York is not like that. And I could see why some people compare that to Paris. I can see how some people have got a bad experience. Like, oh, these people are so cold or it's like overrated. Make it, but I liked it. My thing with Paris is it was the end of a three-month trip for me. Ooh. So I was... I mean, I, I loved it because it was new and all these restaurants and all this food and seeing the Eiffel Tower and going to all these museums. Like, And I'm a big museum person. Yes, but by the, by the end of that trip, I was, I was exhausted. Like, just exhausted from every day. You want to fill everything. Where else did you go on that trip? Um, a lot, I think a lot of places. I think I ended up going to 11 countries. Like, that's the bulk of where most of the countries I visited. Is because Europe. it's so accessible in Europe to get from You took the to train country. to Eurostar? I didn't, that's the thing, I didn't take the train once. I took maybe two or three overnight buses, and other than that, I flew. I mean, Ryanair. Yeah, so cheap. I went from, I think I went from Poland, from Krakow to Paris. It was like 24 bucks direct flight and it was a long flight it was a three or four hour flight it's just cheap up there yeah it was and that was the only thing and then paris on top of it it's you're walking a lot so i'm already tired but then i also have this thought like and that was and i had a conversation about a guy or with a guy about it because he was in europe for six months and when i met him it was in madrid and it was like madrid was the last city that he saw on his trip and madrid was the first city i saw on my trip so we got to talking i'm like yes yeah, my first big trip and that was his first big trip and he's like look my number one piece of advice is you have to rest like when i first got here every single day i wanted to do something because it's because he was thinking when am i going to come back to europe but then you think about it and you're going to be here three months I was here six months like you're gonna get to a point where it's not gonna be as fun as you want it to be because you're trying to do so much like just give yourself a day to just chill and like you have enough time to like meet people and sort of develop a relationship you see them a couple times but like not enough to like extend it yeah that's a certain period so it's like it can be like a really weird place and it's it's just everything it's like you want to meet as many people as you as you can you want to eat as many things as you can see as many things as you can it's just like, it's not possible. Even if you had a whole month in one city, like Barcelona, you're still not going to see everything. Like, and, and that's my big thing, is I wanted to do as much as I possibly could because I wanted to see all of this. And I'm the and, opposite, actually. That's kind of funny. I, I mean, it's 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 I, a little bit of both. Like, I, I would pick and choose, like, okay, this is my one big thing, and then I'm going to have a day where I'm just walking around the city, just enjoying it. But even just walking around the city may sound like it's, no, oh, no, no, it's I, so I agree. easy, but... Then you walk five miles and you're like, shit, that, I'm kind of tired now. <laughs> For me, like when I go somewhere, I want to make sure, actually, I don't see everything. Especially if I go by myself, because I'm like, if I see everything, I'm going to have like no inclination to want to go back. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like I take the opportunity to familiarize myself with the city completely with like, I don't know, I'm a bit of a cartography nerd. I like geography and I like to like mm -hmm. walk around and understand like, I don't like to feel lost. I hate the feeling of feeling lost. So I really like to navigate and like see what's in different places, like really walk all the streets, like really understand. So if, like if I ever go back with people, it's like, oh, I can be the tour guide. I can be the person that leads us around. We won't that get lost. That is pretty cool. So like for, that's, that's, that's actually kind of fun for me. I Take it easy, my brother Charlie. Take it easy, my brother Charlie. 
Think it is my brother Charlie Think it is meu irmão de cor Pois a rosa é uma flor A rosa é uma cor A rosa é um nome de mulher Rosa é a flor da simpatia A flor escolhida no dia Do primeiro encontro do nosso dia Com a vida querida Com a vida mais garrida Think it is Charlie Think it is my brother Charlie Think it is meu irmão de cor Think it is my brother Charlie Think it is meu irmão de cor Depois que o primeiro homem maravilhosamente pisou na lua Eu me senti com direitos, com princípios e dignidade de me libertar Por isso sem preconceito eu canto, eu canto a fantasia Eu canto o amor, eu canto a alegria, eu canto a fé, eu canto a paz Eu canto a sugestão, eu canto na madrugada Pois eu canto até a minha amada Esperada, desejada, adorada Tem que dizer mais fora de Tem que dizer meu irmão de Atenção, 
na frente Atingindo a velocidade máxima que seu carro tem Na curva do laranja ele parou pra tomar uma vitamina Na curva do S quem não sabia escrever se deu mal saiu da pista Na curva do cotovelo ele saiu-se maravilhosamente bem Ele comandava os competidores como general E a turma de fora espantada assistindo a corrida Se orgulhava e vibrava com a vitória do nosso campeão Vem chegando a reta de chegada things when I think about going on a trip by myself that's one of the things I get excited about it's like I could literally walk around the city and do nothing and I don't have to worry about oh what does my friend want to do she probably doesn't want to just walk around she wants to go this 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 and that you know or even I just want to sit on the beach and do nothing and sometimes some people don't want to do that like yeah, you get like time to think and decompress and like yeah you know, we do get caught up in a lot of like work stress and work related issues here what was what country had the best food out of those or did you notice any similarities between those countries and Maybe how, like, well, I guess we can talk about how we view food in America, but, like, how they look at food maybe in Europe and any of those countries, if you had, like... But now when I think of food in America, especially living up here in D.C. or Maryland or wherever... So where are you from? It's... Where am I from? I'm from Texas. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> go, Texas! What? And I have a lot of... And that's the We're thing. in Texas, though. Texas is a big state, right? It's mm-hmm. the biggest state in our country. <laughs> I'm from San Antonio. San Antonio. South Texas. South Texas. Huge Mexican influence. Are you Mexican? Well, I am half Mexican, yes. My dad is from Mexico. He's from northern Mexico. Nuevo León. Which is crazy because my mom's from El Salvador, but she, I want to say all, everything she makes, it's all, they're all Mexican it's dishes. The food Mexican different. cuisine. Mexican? Mexican. Oh. <laughs> it's like Mexican. Is I think it is. Meaning? Yeah. I mean... I mean, well, so I was kind of like a rhetorical question. It is different, but how is it different? How would you describe it as different? I feel like Mexican cuisine has a lot more variety. Oh, yeah. There's there's so many different... Each like, region has its own dish. Each region has its own ingredient. But I, cause I think it's... There's so... Well, I would say in both places. I can't argue that. In both places, there's so much farming that goes on. So a lot of people are eating local and like the dishes and kind of per region, it's like what you can grow there. Right, and some places you eat nopales, right? And other places you eat. Oof. What is the word for grasshopper? Ooh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. So in some places yeah, you eat they grasshopper, eat grasshopper. some places you eat nopal, right? Cactus, and like that's because it's that's seasonal. Good. One's more available than the other. Um, so I just think that that's what makes Mexico really cool. But how different is El Salvadorian food? I. Because some people. I don't know would, if it's just some my Some people social... would group it as just 
Latin food, right? Your Spanish food. But I think oh. like it's doing it a disservice. There's so many there's so many unique things between each culture. Exactly. Like and then I was almost gonna say, but then I took it back. I was almost gonna say, like, I kind of when I think of Salvadorian food, it's kinda classed into just Central American food, mm-hmm. which I I haven't had a ton of Central American food. Um whereas I don't know, just I think because my mom lived there, lived in Mexico for so long, she just adopted so much of it. Like, literally adopted even the way she spoke. Because when she was living there, everyone told her, you have to start speaking a certain kind of way because they're not, they're going to know you're not from here. And then her just living there for a decade, she started cooking that way. Like, my mom loves to cook. What part does she live in? Northern Mexico, too. Oh, San like, Nuevo. Right on the border. Yeah. So that's like one of the places I want to go just to. Like understand the difference. I'm tell that's my that's my big trip this year. I always take a big trip, November December, and I'm gonna go for Dia de los Muertos, but then I'm gonna stay there and probably. Wait, when is Dia de los Muertos? Uh, October thirty first to November second. That's not November December. Well, so I'm gonna stay. Oh, okay. What I was gonna say. So I'm gonna start. My trip's gonna start in for Dia de los Muertos, Mexico City. I'm gonna stay there for probably a week, maybe longer, and then just kind of. I want to go to the Yucatan. I feel like the Yucatan, mm. there's so much to see, and there's the beach, and like there's a lot of culture. Do you know what's really cool about the Yucatan? Mm. That's where they suspect that big meteor. The one that killed all the dinosaurs. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's where they suspect that area is like where um, huh. the Yucatan Peninsula is the Yucatan Peninsula because of the meteor. That so if you look sense. at the shape of it. Like a hit in the Gulf, or what? The Gulf of Mexico is the crater. Wow. I mean, that makes sense. I could be wrong, but that's um at least what speculated. I was um I've read, so that may not be perfectly accurate. I could be giving misinformation, but that's to my best of knowledge what I believe is true. Hmm. Really cool. So like with that being said, like you have this. Um, they have so much to see, like yeah, just so much to see. Oh my and gosh, temples and there's all like the cenotes down there. I think that's actually what's really cool and I think really unique about Latin food, like especially kind of. Through Central America and South America, there's so much influence of also indigenous cooking mm-hmm. through the recipes that are handed down. And I think, like, I don't know, that's something that actually I, give, I got, like, a lot of... It gets me excited and get, I get a lot of pride from. It's really cool because, like, yeah. this that means, like, the food that in a lot of ways that they're eating is, like... I'm pretty sure there's dishes that have been passed down through... I believe mole is one of them, actually. Mm-hmm. My mom been, does make mole. It's been passed down from literally... And indigenous so people, yeah, you know, like that stuff is really like that is a, a true like food culture that you're thinking about because those places have like a deep, rich history of like literally using the same ingredients, the same times, yeah, same types of corn that have been mm. breeded. Like you're using like traditional names for them from people that are that have been there and haven't been, um, unfortunately, not colonial or fortunately have not been colonialized and still practice the same values and are able to carry on that tradition. I think that's so cool. Um, and I think that's, like, something that makes, like, Latin American cuisine, like, Central American cuisine so unique is that we have that that ability to kind of really connect with our ancestors. In a lot of ways, like, I'm sure you probably have indigenous blood in some points, maybe. I don't know how far back you know your family Possibly. tree. It also depends, like, how far back you know. I think one grandparent, maybe. I know my mom's. Cause she's Sestani, like so she has Italian blood in her, and then my dad, like I'm sure he has Spanish. So I know there's indigenous. I'm just trying. I don't know which 
Like what percentage of which grandparent? I mean, even if it's a small percent, that's I'm still saying like that food mm-hmm. culture is passed down. So regardless, even if you may not share the same or you have parents that have immigrated uh, or immigrated into that area, like you still are cooking in the same kind of mindset of what people were using to sustain life there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like really, I don't know, it's kind of like a really cool feeling mm-hmm. to be a part of it. It's really unique. I've Not many people get to share that kind of feeling of like indigenous peoples who are in the new world right yeah. air quotes new world and like had their own their own lifestyles going on and these these things that they were doing there these practices these cultural traditional practices um, and I think that's so cool I know for me my grandmother's side her dad is part indigenous the Pakaka Indians in Costa Rica hmm. so that's really cool that's like a place that's actually I wanted to go and see them they have like some surviving um tribes of tri- I don't use the word tribes inappropriately, but they have some surviving um, locations where they, or I don't say reservations either. They have some surviving places where they have people who still practice the same kind of cultural traditions mm-hmm. that were practices for years and years and years. It's a very small population. They still have the language that they keep alive as well. Huh. So you should go. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. That. It's in south. Where is it? It's in the southern central part. So central but south. On the central part of Costa Rica. I think Costa Rica is such a small country, but there's so much to see. If you like small. Switzerland, I think you would really like Costa Rica, though, because they say it's like very similar in terms of the mountains and mm. what you see in between them, like the valleys and the mountains. Mm. Um, obviously, you just have beach, which I think is better. <laughs> well, you have everything. You have like I and do. The jungle. I do like the beach, like the jungle. I mean, it has everything. Like you get the mountains, you get all this green, you get the food, you get cheap culture. <laughs> it's cheap. It's very touristy, though, now. I know. Um, and I think that's the that. only reason I'm not excited to see it. I know I would love it, but I'm just like... And I know you thought I was crazy whenever I told you this, but this is why I wanted to go to Nicaragua, because I feel like Nicaragua has a lot of No, I, I wouldn't want to go. You, you told just told me, me to go during a civil war. And I was like, that's not a good <laughs> no, idea. No, like, you, no, people have still been going. Yes, people still been going, but I don't, I don't particularly want to go during a civil <laughs> unrest. I'm okay. I'll, I'll wait. I would like to go. It's very pretty, especially the area um, by the capital. They have a natural lake, and it's beautiful. Is it Managua, right? Something like that, yeah. It's very, but it's very, very pretty. Even, like, places in Guatemala as well, they have, like, these volcanoes that, you know, just sit below these lakes. Ooh, and Guatemala is on the top of my list. I've been wanting to go. There, that place is a lot of things to see, all the volcanoes. Have you been to El Salvador? Lakes. Mm-hmm. Three times. One time, the last time I went was last summer i think yeah june last summer and it was the first time i actually went and did fun thing fun things in El Salvador because how the, it? like going out and doing stuff no just how is El Salvador? i've never been i haven't heard much of people traveling to it just from it like i mean the, the places like the places i went last time it was fun and i think a lot my mom told me a lot of these places we went to are the first time she's gone there and she's mm. from there like going seeing a volcano doing a hike around of like an active volcano that was fun or we went to la union which is pretty much right on the border of honduras so you could see honduras on the other side of the water like there was a border but those are just political borders <laughs> no yeah i mean which it was kind of it's weird to think about the these places like we're like oh we want to go to all these places but like they're really just <coughs> the land right is similar in a lot of ways across the political border but it's just it's just a, a, line, a matter an imaginary of imaginary line, <laughs> line that's drawn on the map, which I think is pretty interesting. So it's like when people say, oh, I want to see all these places, all these places, I'm like, do you want to see like all these different places or do you really just want to see these different, do you want to cross different political borders to, say, mm. to get stamps? 
That is true. Although, well, they're not they're not boring each other. I was gonna say Colombia and Peru look completely different, but they're not next to each other. You well, still have Ecuador. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because unless you are like in colleges, maybe like affiliated colleges, you may not understand like the different fauna and flora that are there, and like how that's mm. different. But I think like mm-hmm. you got me that book from Peru, and it's like so fascinating to see like not only one the different names. Or the I different know. types of Spanish to use, obviously. They don't call yeah. avocado aguacate. What are they? They call it something else. I keep forgetting. They don't call it aguacate. That's a Mexican I was going to say, word. I'm pretty sure it's a very, <laughs> like, Central American. No, but even Central word. America called it something else. Like, I was looking it up. I'm like, how We say aguacate. Well, in Peru, they call it something completely different. What do they say in Mexico? It's aguacate. Yeah, aguacate. But no, in Peru was... Hold on, I can't remember. Well, why you looked at it? Mm-hmm. I just think yeah unless you know the different I, I was really fascinated by like the different names they have for everything and also like just the kind of different amounts of different pro- like produce and foods and types and like all the different That's tastes crazy. that things are going to have because you have like all this availability to um, just these different natural growing products mm-hmm. like when you asked me the, my fav- one of my favorite places I don't know if it's because it's still fresh in my mind because it's the last place I visited but the food there was like the street food, the food in the restaurants. Like I went to this farm and table restaurant, which is where I was talking to that waiter and he was telling me all about the stuff and where it came from and like the history behind it. Like how do you know all these well, things? Well, Peru is really known for its food like yeah. globally. Because mm-hmm. there's such a, well, a lot of the dish, like I said, we were now maybe the Americanized version of Peruvian food. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but I've had, um, in Connecticut we have like a larger population of Peruvians um, mm-hmm. which is really cool because we get to share some of that culture with them in terms of places that they open up family businesses for food and um, just kind of experiencing like talking to people and just understanding um, where they're from but in experiencing some of that food like there's a lot of influence obviously from the sea where they have like ceviche and they have um, different like fish dishes like um, I can't think of the name right now it's killing me right now pescado al mocho I think maybe Mm. I could be wrong but they also have um, oh and you made me think of their ceviche their ceviche is completely different than the ceviche I'm used to in Mexico like they had huge slabs of fish that they would of course let marinate but whereas like What's in Mexico no there's nothing wrong with it whereas yeah, Mex- Mexican ceviche <laughs> it's just diced up but the, even the stuff that's in it like why? one of them I had diced up fish could look like diced up you could just be eating onions <laughs> no like, no tender, they'd be bigger they would be bigger like it's still good but then the stuff that they put in it, like they put Gulato. corn and mm. sweet potato, which sweet potato. Wait, have you never had sweet potato and ceviche? Mm, I don't think so. Have you so. eaten a lot of Peruvian food? No, there's oh, not. Ceviche. There's not a lot of Peruvians that makes in sense. Texas. So that's kind of funny because like the, the ceviche I'm used to is only from Peruvians. Peru, and actually yeah. one one of my mom's good friends is Cuban and he makes ceviche completely different, but it's so good. Mm. He cooks the fish prior and then he lets it sit with olive oil and garlic in this mm-hmm. so he makes like a garlic olive oil broth essentially no citrus and lets it sit with lemon and lime mm-hmm. in that broth all the vegetables so, so like sweet bell peppers you have like onion um some like tons of cilantro salt and lime and lime just sitting there and then he just throws like lobster shrimp um i don't think i've ever had lobster fish. ceviche oh, god whatever he was doing i was like wow this is amazing <laughs> Because you could just take the broth and just pour it, or not the, the sauce and like pour it over rice. Mm. That's like three different meals right there with a fried egg or something. I don't know. I, I mean, it's not shocking that I love ceviche because I love anything limey and citrusy. Yeah. Any kind of ceviche, I've always like. But they're, no, they're nationally known because a lot of the flavors that they have are kind of, there's a mix, I guess, there. I actually want to get someone from Peru to kind of 
talk more on that because there's it's so fascinating there's a mix there's a really big mix of i think eastern flavors like from asia specifically in mm -hmm. china mm -hmm. a lot of the dishes are prepared in woks and have like like sotalo lomo sotalo for example is a, is a good example of that where it's tossed like in a wok usually in like these flavors are very reminiscent of like those like the soy sauce and, like the umami flavors you get from those different ingredients like you can use mushrooms in it I'm assuming they might do that there and like from the culancho the natural flavors so it's like a really good fusion of like the land in Peru and like people who immigrated there and like they fuse it together in this like almost like perfectly natural way where it's like it's no different than maybe how they prepare beef and broccoli mm -hmm. or like beef with um, like pepper beef that could just be an American Chinese dish but some sort of peppered beef and like they just added in local and fresh ingredients that are unique to them like aquate, aquate is like that black mint they call it Mexican miracle hmm. has like this really interesting like unique flavor if you ever eat like a rotisserie shop like a charcoal chicken place I'm sure yeah like you That's know the yellow they're... sauce uh, oh my god, that <laughs> that sauce. sauce. Oh my like, god. charge me five dollars. <laughs> like, charge me however much you want. Just put extra in there. Excuse me, do you have a bucket of this? <laughs> you can take home. I would like with a straw. Do. Yeah, it's so good, and I have it's no so idea good. what's in it. I've never. Wakate is one of the main ingredients. So, like, actually, down the street from where I'm at right now is a place called Wakate, and they have like, oh, the sauce is so good. Mm. But that is one of the main ingredients, like Mexican mint marigold. Um, hmm. it's like this. Oh, wow, it just adds this like really rich minty almost like cilantro citrus even, yeah, flavor without and it's just a plant the flavor of it it's just so good i would love to do an episode on just like how plants in general can add like such different elements to food and how like after i read this gastronomy book i want to understand like how plants like really interact with our flavor and taste buds and add like different layers mm -hmm. and like can layer um different layers of flavor flavor and like okay. add different layers at the same time yeah, the smell of it too and just like there's like floral components that like actually activate your nose versus just like your can receptors and your yeah and chemo receptors in your tongue um but without peru we would have no potatoes i know he i can't remember the number he's like did you know we have <laughs> yeah. 800 it had to be in the thousands i swear i thought he made up a number and then i looked up I'm like there are that many potatoes no but the western the yeah. eastern world would not have potatoes if it wasn't for us or mm -hmm. for us wow excuse me if it, was, <laughs> us, if it wasn't for us me. latin people right it, if it wasn't for um the peruvians or like yeah. the south america in that area there's there no potatoes prior to that mm. what would they have done without that i can't live without potatoes i mean i could but they're i definitely amazing. could i don't think i eat potatoes that often i do. i i eat plantains often don't think i eat them often plantain. but just when i have them like, plantain wow. plantain some people say it differently plantain i've never heard anyone call plantain Plantain. Don't say it to the wrong person. You might offend them. <laughs> or they will correct you, rather. Plant. Plantain. Balta. That's what Peruvians call Balta. avocado. Balta. Did it taste the same? No. Yeah. Look the same. I mean, it's huge. Oh, well, that's a different fruit, though, no? Because they sell those here. No. No, because the guy even told me, he's like, oh, you call it aguacate, but we call it balta here. Is that like local language mixed in with... Or is that just the name for it? I think that's just what they call it. That's cool. Because they're causa. Have you you've had ga? That's the first time I had it. Like I said, there's not a lot of causa. 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 Quesasto. Causita. The Peruvian that dish. Sounds really. It's a. It, apparently a. a oh, big... with like this. This it's like a rich sauce, like a broth almost. That. So how this one was? I've seen different variations of it. How this one was? It was a potato puree uh -huh. with ceviche on top of it uh -huh. and avocado on top of it and then it had sauce and they put sesame seeds what do i sign up for this of... it was so good 
But even the potato puree, so the potato puree was, had um, passion fruit, like passion fruit citrus in it. So it was like a citrusy potato puree. So it was a very, of course, it's not surprising that I loved it because it was a very citrusy dish because then it had the ceviche on it as well. Do you like passion fruit as the fruit in general? Like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I probably drank 10 gallons of passion fruit. But it's not that sweet by itself, no? Is it? Um, From what I remember, I don't know, maybe I haven't had like a sweet... But it's I would not say like it's sweet. It's more. I'd say it's acidic, to me right? more acidic. Okay. Again, so we're I thinking like the same thing. But it's, oh, so that would taste really nice then. But it's still pretty sweet. Mm. Well, all the the citrus, at least that restaurant. But this was also the only restaurant that I asked about the ingredients and stuff because he was talking to me about it. Like all the citrus that they use there for all their ceviches and their drinks because they're really good cocktails too. It was all um, passion fruit citrus. Like it wasn't. They didn't use any limes or lemons. Maracuja. And then and then yeah. And then he had me taste it on its own. It tasted like a lemon. Like it was that sour. But then the oh, juices. Wow. But I think lemons have like a bit of sweetness to them more so than limes. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Probably. I don't know. Maybe I agree. Bit. Tiny bit. Tiny, tiny But this bit. passion fruit had, it was straight citrus. There wasn't any sweetness to it. But then he's like, well, we have different kinds of passion fruit because, you know, the juice that you have on the street, obviously, is a lot sweeter than the passion fruit you just ate. Like, there's just different types of passion fruit. Did they have, like, d- different eating habits, though, like, with each other? Is it, like, would you get judged for eating alone? Would you, is everything done, like, family style? I know some places and countries, like, prefer family style cooking. I don't know. No, I don't think anyone ever has given, like, told me anything about sitting on my own. People have been shocked, like, oh, it's just you. Like, mm, it's just me. But I'll, get that. <laughs> but I'll get that here, too, sometimes. Like, oh, I'm just going to go sit at the People bar. leave me be. Like, <laughs> oh, you're not waiting for someone? No, I'm just going to go. Maybe eat. they assume that. You're alone, right? <laughs> table for one. Table, yeah, table for one. Please. They announce it to the entire <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> they put me in the middle of the restaurant yeah. and like a table that sits six people. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but again, back to the thing though. Like, I don't care. Like, if I'm hungry or if I want to try this restaurant, like, I'm not going to wait for someone to try it. Like, I can enjoy a meal sitting on by myself in a restaurant. I'm totally fine with it. But there are people. Oh, I would. Well, but even here, and then I've met people who are like, oh, I've never been to the movies by myself, and they're my age, in their late 20s, they're like, no, I would never. I'm like, but why? Like, what difference does it make if you... Actually, like, I don't like if you... movies with people anymore. It's like relaxing, because like, um, people ask questions, and like, you know, oh, just want to watch no. the movie. My friends I don't know. know. My friends know, don't talk to me. Don't even say... Even if I'm watching a movie at someone's house, or we're watching a show, I'm like, don't talk. I think we're both actually very social people as well. I, Which is funny, because it's like these little small things. It's like, all right, so maybe it's me time. Well, I'm trying to pay attention, because yeah. if, if I miss this five seconds, I bet you it's going to be the five seconds where it's something important. Yeah, true. And you miss, like, that one little detail. But the, um, yeah, I don't know. Movies, movies is one of those things that I have to do. I like doing, um, like, movie pass was really good. I could just go see whatever I should have done that but then you said they changed it um honestly I think I still have an active account I lost my card and they haven't contacted me I tried to log in the other day I was unable to log in they cut you off I think they cut me off yeah <laughs> well I wanted it because one us just came out and then two I wanted I to see the Avengers movie ooh yeah it's coming out mm, it's three hours did you see that it's like three hours and ten minutes I'm ready for that <laughs> I, my bladder isn't. I just don't drink before you go. It didn't. No, it's my bladder's the size of a walnut. Just don't drink anything before you go. In. I still will have to go. I have That's to make. Sh- I have problem. to make sure it is a very personal problem. 
I also have to make sure I'm like well rested. I did I tell you I fell asleep? Like, oh, Cat- I fall asleep in the movies very frequently. No, I never. I don't say oh. never, but it was a good movie, Captain Marvel. I was just. just I heard it was awful. It wasn't awful. But it I wasn't was good. tired. <laughs> you fell asleep. So it was, if it was really good, you would have stayed awake. I rest my case. It's a origins movie. Like they have to, they're setting it up for everything. Right. Before we go though, what is? <laughs> I'm gonna cut you off right there. Before we go, what is the best food that you've had while you travel? What What country would you say has? Name three maybe. Overall, okay. so I would say like you can judge it by like their main things that you would eat. Maybe there's you can judge one by street food. You could judge one by like maybe pastries or like sweets or desserts if you're that kind of person, and then you can judge one by like overall ambiance and like food culture. Well, as soon as you said that, countries pops in. So street food, Cartagena specifically in Colombia. What should people get there? Mm, there are arepas, but the arepas that's just an arepa on its own. It doesn't. It's not stuffed with anything. It's not filled with anything, and it has to be the thick one, not the thin one. I don't know if there's different names for it. I was trying to figure this out. But it's a thick one because it's so buttery. As soon as you eat it, it just melts in your mouth. It's, I know, where do you have to like butter like that? And, it, and they're not big, so it's not like you're eating this huge thing. But just I'm just worried the, about churro. Like, I don't want that. Well, that's what I'm saying. You have to have a tough stomach, too. Like, maybe that New York chick <laughs> yeah. ate it, and she had the most sensitive stomach in the world, and she's cursing oh, her names. Gosh. I don't know. But, like, me and my two friends, we eat, like, we eat things, and we'll travel, and we eat everything. Like, we don't. So... Um, pastries, Paris, definitely. Like, the bakeries there are ridiculous. So cheap as well. Cheap, like, pa- and I'm a big I sweet tooth person, so I like the, pa- like, I like the savory pastries, I like the sweet pastries, like, every, every bake, bakery I'm and I, I, I developed a sweet tooth recently, so I'm really glad it didn't happen to me. Pond and chocolate. Uh, I know. It was really bad. I came back from Europe probably 10 pounds every year. I lost some, because all that walking, I actually lost... I stayed the same exact weight. Actually, I ate a lot. I think I'm just assuming because of I tried everything in every country. Goulash and Budapest. I'd never had goulash. That was amazing. What is goulash? I don't. I can't even tell you. It's a stew. <laughs> it's like a stew. It's oh okay yeah yeah. I it's know some kind of stew, but it has I think potato dumplings in it. Potato dumplings. I'm not sure what it was. So some kind of starch. There's something. a place on my list that I want to go for dumplings specifically. Where? Um, Shanghai. Of course. Parts of China, yeah. When I tried dim sum there, mm. Hong Kong dim sum. Mm. I want to go to Japan. I think I'd want to go to Japan They're before different China. Countries. I know. I know. I'm <laughs> saying because you're thinking of China. I'm like, no, nah, I probably want to go to Japan before China. There's just so many places to see in Japan. That's why it's on the list. Anyway, I want to go so, to the more like non-metropolitan parts of Japan, though. I want to see like oh, Tokyo, yeah, but I want to sure. see like Kyoto and like the places in the north, closer to Mount Fuji. I've like really become obsessed with volcanoes recently. Mm-hmm. After teaching my kids about them, um, as a teacher, I got like really interested in like how volcanoes um, really operate. Did you know without volcanoes, we'd have no atmosphere? I did not know. No atmosphere. Because mm-hmm. hmm. all the CO two production they have helps recycle mm-hmm. the atmosphere. I did not know that. So we wouldn't have our modern atmosphere without the volcanic eruptions you've had. Did you know that before you taught? No, I didn't. Lesson on volcanoes? <laughs> no, I, <did> <laughs> I don't think that's common knowledge. And it's like, they're just really beautiful. I, they showed, I watched this one documentary. Get a chance to watch it, Into the Fire. It's on Netflix. Um, and they really, they highlight um, a volcano in Indonesia and one in Bali. And 
it's like these islands are really crafted these islands are volcanic islands so like the volcano is the main part of the island they're kind of not dissimilar i would say maybe from like hawaii or something or the hawaiian mm-hmm. islands and as a result like you have this really high peak that is the volcano's um vent and below it is like almost a valley and like there's a certain level where you have like a tree line where there's no trees and then below it everything else is just like green vegetation hmm. after a long period of like dormancy from the volcano that's what the unless volcano is like been erupt- like has erupted recently then it's gonna be very barren mm-hmm. but it's it was just like so lush and green that's like, what oh, it looked like in El Salvador it had oh yeah, yeah yeah so the yeah the ones in coast in Central America are kind of very similar mm-hmm. um, but I think they tend to have valleys with because they're like on land they tend to have valleys that end up having like these natural springs hmm. which I've been in the natural springs in Costa Rica it's really really nice I have to go I know there's just too many places you gotta finish though Damn. Um, overall ambiance, I'd probably say Peru just because, like, I'm thinking, I remember I went to Barcelona and I ate a ton of great food, mm-hmm. but I don't think uh, most of the food wasn't Spanish food. Whereas when I went to Peru, mm. you know, you know what I mean? Like, no, I, right? I actually very rarely, maybe when I go to those countries, eat, I tend to eat more of the food that are from the immigrant populations there. Yeah. I don't know why, but I think it ends up being better for whatever reason. I just think you find pockets of like these places where people have immigrated to and like Mm -hmm. no different than how people here kind of make a way or make a living for themselves. They find their way of making a living for themselves through food. And like that place will actually end up being like the community hub for that group of people in the area. And, like people will patronize it that are from their own culture like you'll really get this like it's really unique like you get this cultural understanding like this unified cultural understanding in these countries for these people is like a place of refuge like this is where they're building their community from like literally they need a place to eat things that they're familiar with so like these places is where they build and synthesize like their mm-hmm. communities from i think that's really cool yeah and then yeah there's a ton of yeah barcelona i ate a lot of good food but i can't even say that place because it wasn't spanish food whereas peru pretty much everywhere i ate had amazing food and it was all some kind of peruvian either like traditional peruvian or like newer like upscale peruvian like i kind of tried to taste different all different types of like even the street food was great like everything seafood like they had seafood it was all good one thing that this restaurant makes that um by my house is called uh cuara cuara they make these um one of like cancha have you heard those oh what cancha like the little it's like they feed it to pigs i know it sounds kind of funny but it's just corn that they kind of fry this like Mm. this long corn grain that they fry and it's like this really like nice Uh, snack yeah it's like unpopped popcorn i'm pretty sure i bought a a bag of Uh, it's just it's good it's so good to just munch on like while you're it is good it's just by itself. I don't know if you had it unseasoned or not. It's just so dry. Oh, yeah. It's just literally like it's, it's fiber. It's <laughs> it was good. I just, just couldn't like eat a lot of it. The Metamucil challenge. <laughs> just no. eating like a spoonful. I know like, exactly what you're talking about. It was food. all over. Every single convenience store or even on the street, they would just sell it. What like, I do is I take, um, I take that and then I put it in the yellow sauce. Mm. And then I take I eat it by the spoonful. Takes the tr- <laughs> <Do you really laughs> yeah. I didn't know if you were kidding or not, but that's that's genius. Oh, but it's so good. Oh my god. That's I'm. You're probably gonna talk to a person like, how did you know? That's what we, I ate when I was a kid. No, they all look disgusted at me at the restaurant when I asked for three bowls of it. <laughs> you but just, you know, it's worth it. Three Yolo. bowls 
Of the yellow sauce? The bowls are... No, not the yellow sauce. The yellow... I get one bowl of that, but the oh, bowls yeah, of the yeah, corn. Yeah, yeah. I only need a little bit. I'm not eating, like, actual full tablespoonfuls. They give you a tiny little serving spoon. It's like a salt spoon or something like that. Like a yeah. micro teaspoon. No, they were good. They were my overnight snack. Because I took a bunch of overnight bus trips. Like, just snacking on them is just so easy. Mm. Yeah. Those I are did nice. have a lot of good food, but it So Peru's your top ambiance place? Because of the variety... And then, I mean, just, like, it, my palate, everything was some kind of spicy or citrusy or they used a lot of different produce. Like, everything was bright and, I don't know, just looked beautiful, tasted beautiful. Had, like, every dish I had was completely different from the last. Or even if I had two dishes that were the same, they were prepared completely different. Have you ever tried to seek out your own, like, culture's food in these places? Uh. So, like, have you gone to... No, but I do that on purpose because Why? so I wish I could kind of I kind of wish I could do that. Maybe I think we kind of maybe well you are Mex- half Mexican so like mm-hmm. you could I feel like they would always be like tacos though. So it's like is this no, really authentic? No, but the thing is when you go to Mexico City their cuisine is it has such big variety. No, 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 That's where I like, want to go. In, in other countries, right? No. So like say you're in like Italy, would you go to a taco I, place in Italy? I wouldn't. I probably okay. wouldn't. <laughs> but this but this is one, so I've ran into this. Yeah, it was in the US, but I ran into it. So South Texas Mexican food is totally different than Mexican food anywhere else. And I ran into it when I went to go live in San Diego. I assume because it's a border state, San Diego's literally right there by Tijuana. I'm like, oh, well, they have to have great Mexican food. It just, it didn't taste the same. It tasted bland to me. I And I tried multiple places, and none of it tasted as good to me. Not that it was bad. It just didn't taste as good to me as the Mexican food I was used to in South Texas. So now that's why... So I'm, what makes that Mexican food in South Texas so good? It's just... Try and describe it. The taco, the it just tastes different. Like the That's tortilla. Not any no, no, no. So like everything tasted fresher to me. Like the tortillas just tasted like better homemade tortillas. Than ho- but it, it was homemade in San Diego too, so I can't even say that it wasn't. Was it like homemade. salty? Was it like citrusy? Like what you like? Was the meat seasoned with like more it, garlic, it more tasted pepper? Tasted more bland to me. Like the meat just wasn't. And then they used a lot of burritos, and I, for some reason, have not been a burrito fan. Like, like flour burrito, like flour tortilla burritos. Yeah, because you can't. Really I feel like that's a, you like, can't make a corn tortilla burrito. I feel like that's American, Mexican food. No. Yeah, so maybe they just became lazy. I have no idea. Like, you were eating Tex-Mex, which I would say is probably more closer to like what you'd find in some areas of Mexico, and they're eating like. Americanized uh, Mex- Amex, but it's, <laughs> Amex. But it's San Diego. You would think, oh yeah, then they. But I think if you cross the border in Tijuana, it's probably going to be really. I did, which I did go. I didn't spend enough time there to actually. How was the food in Tijuana? Go, but I can't even judge it on there because I kind of I didn't go too deep into Tijuana because we were just there for the day. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be out here when the sun goes down in some random part of Tijuana. So, so that's what, and because Mexican cuisine is. One of my favorite, if not my favorite, I don't want to go to a subpar Mexican place. So maybe some of these other countries have good Mexican food. Maybe. I just don't want to go there and be disappointed. And no. Yeah. That's my thing. I just hate being... It's very rare for me to be disappointed by food. And I just... Erica, I, <laughs> I agree with you 100%. There is like no... worse than a heartbreak. There, there is like literally like, no worse thing than like... When you're so hungry and you've been waiting for this place and it just lets you down. And you don't even get let down gently either. It's a hard, it's a and hard. And then at stop. that point, I'm full, so I can't even like eat something. To now you're just pissed up. off, and you're just sitting there like, you know what? I can't throw this up. Can't do anything about it. <laughs> I I gotta sit here and digest this now. 
after I had this bad I meal. Know. Yeah, yeah. And you have to eat. Well, it. I hate that. I hate that feeling. And then the fact that you can't even be like, I didn't like this, and like not pay for it. Not to make it oh, about yeah. money, but it's yeah. just like, well, when I gotta pay for this meal, I don't like, it, and I gotta sit here and digest it. Yeah, and can't just leave a plate full. Of food. Now I'm gonna be angry, and so I can't even interact like with my guests yeah. the way I want to. But you just ruined the whole night. <laughs> the waiter comes by, you give him an angry look, like this is your fault. <laughs> Oh my God. Told you to make it. He nice. gave you that look when you came in, like, don't come in here. Oh, there's some places I really want to try, but I actually kind of I wish I could seek out, um, like, Costa Rican food in different places. But there's not really many places I that vend Costa Rican food, nor do many people know what mm-hmm. Costa Rican food is. So it's part of my own personal goal to kind of get people more familiar with Costa Rican food, in a way. Um, will it become global in my lifetime? Maybe not. But I want to get like more people familiar with like what we and actually get myself like more familiar on like what um we've been eating as a a country and why do you think there's not costa rican places i've never i don't think about well, i think there's a costa rican spot i think there's there's people that emigrate from costa rica right there's people that move to the united states but i think in general because there might just i just don't think there's as much emigration from costa rica because mm. i think like the reasons people emigrate are usually for mm. Civil unrest. Civil unrest. Um, like lots of lots of violence outside of just like civil unrest from like civil unrest from like political um, issues, but lots of violence like gang activity, also drugs, yeah, again. those kinds of things. And then also um, looking for, I mean, seeking better opportunities. Mm-hmm. But there isn't a lot of ways opportunity within Costa Rica, um, and they have like their own. It's very natural and it's just like a very peaceful people like place. it there so they don't want to leave yeah so i don't feel like as many people like leave um but then there's a lot of tourism that people go in but i don't think the food is represented in a way where it stands out so much where they're kind of really pushing costa rican food they're pushing food that's going to be to the palate of the people that are mm. visiting and it's really unique too because like on the east coast there's this whole side where you have a completely different influence than it is on the east the central and west side we've kind of talked about this before but puerto limon and like um what is it is it it's the old city as they call it um they have like a lot of caribbean and like i would say jamaican influence they had at one point the largest diaspora of jamaicans outside of jamaica um in that one area and in costa rica and as a result like you get this influx of like food that's just so different than what you would probably expect from Costa Rica. So what you would eat in Central, in like Alajuela and San Jose and... Um, so I'm assuming you've eaten all... I haven't. I haven't been to Puerto Limon yet. Oh, okay. It's on my list. So like I was thinking about going back this past vacation. Um, but I think for whatever reason it worked out so that, you know, divine intervention, I didn't go. Um, but because it's like make me want to learn more independently, when I do go, I'll feel like I'll understand so much more and i'll take in so much more of what i'm gonna get from that place um so I, the point is i wish i could like reach out to these places globally and like say like oh i would love to try costa rican food here yeah. but it's just not that popular yet um same but like i feel like mexican food you can go to like you can go to london and have tacos right and look for mexican food or like people emigrate from mexico to like look for opportunities to cook in mm-hmm. different cook kitchens and stuff like that um that's like in paris i saw like this there's a lot of like Mexican taco places that were like really pushing like authentic Mexican cuisine um, but actually one of the best meals I had there was Brazilian food mm. like like really really good Brazilian food really? I was quite shocked we have a lot of Portuguese and Brazilian people in Connecticut um, so we have a lot of different restaurants that kind of people so go to 
I've also had home cooked Brazilian food. My friend Tiago's mom, my friend Tiago's Brazilian, his mom and dad are from Brazil, and she cooks amazing food. The way I make my black beans is, without her, they would not be the black beans really? that I have. And you've had like my black she, beans. Did she? Did you've you had my black beans, right? I have. They're really good. Like she taught you how to make no. them, or are you just from eating them? From eating them frequently. Wow. There's one time um, when Barely. my friend had his tooth taken out, and he couldn't eat the beans. Um, Oh, he couldn't yeah he couldn't chew there. so she blended them and i tasted like she's like do you want some i was like yeah sure all right who's gonna turn down beans right in <laughs> a friend's house that someone's mom made right so i tasted them i was like oh my god but they ex- i like cleared my plate in like a minute but seasoned <laughs> and cooked exactly the same just blended yeah mm. and that's how they make them and they eat them with fadofa like they're toasted oh, cassava that's good that's a when you gave it to I, yeah i think yeah, yeah. Oh, so good I like a little crunch so it's like just the way that they develop the flavor of garlic in the beans like however she did it i try to emulate it and tiago shout out to your mom because she has wow like some you of should the best tell her that i have i told her i was like you need to teach me how to make these some of the, I've, actually a lot of the food that i've tried to make has been as a representation from what she's made for me wow. so i've made like cassava salad um which is not ununique to uh, which is not just unique to brazil but is in other places as well throughout like south america and like the caribbean areas and I tried to make my own version, and I even made it with like plantain. I made a plantain potato salad kind of variation, and that was like really, really good. Mm. I made one with cassava, it was like That's garlic. Um, I didn't add mayo. I added strix. You know, mayo and I are not best friends. No. Not a huge fan of mayo at all um, on anything. <laughs> nope. Not on any like shrimps. I will say though, the one thing. No, what? <laughs> no, garlic no, sauce is. I don't think they use mayo. I think they use crema, like some kind of. Oh my god, was the, that what I was eating? Where? I've had crema before. That's like sour cream, no? Not as sour, but yeah, I mean, it's... Lord have mercy. What, you're not a fan of crema? No. Hmm. No, I just don't the dairy... Uh, me and dairy just don't get along that well. Not for any, like, gastrointestinal reasons. It's just, like, after I eat it, I just don't feel... Really? As well, yeah. Well, I, I used to I used to love it as a kid. I would eat, like, cheese and stuff like that. It was definitely a part, you know, Latin growing up, like... She's on a lot of stuff. One of my favorite desserts when I when I was little was baked plantains, and in, be, in between each plantain, each sweet plantain was like the farmer's cheese, like this mm. queso fresco, I've never had that. and like sugar. Oh my god! And then you bake it in the oven. You pour you like grind parmesan cheese over the top of it. Parmesan. Yeah. What is this called? I don't know if there's a name for it. Huh. I've never had that. It's almost like a pastelón, like in Puerto Rico, oh, where they do like yeah, the plantain yeah, strips yeah. with like the ground beef in the middle, but just sweet and like with cheese in the middle. Oh, I'm going next weekend. Did I tell you? To Puerto Rico? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I made me what think of No, that's cool. That. What part? San Juan? Um, San Juan and Aguadilla, which is... Oh, yeah. My friend just coast. came back from there. Uh, and then Vieques on the East Coast. Huh? Which, thankfully, it's like just three hours to get How'd you pronounce it? Vieques. 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 It's, it's where the Bible of Manessa Bay is. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Are you going... How long are you going? Four days? Um... To try mm, Apacorias. Nine days, I think. Friday. Make sure you practice your Spanish. I can't understand them at all. Them? Puerto Ricans. Them. Puerto Ricans. I'm just kidding, Puerto Ricans. She's totally kidding. I have a lot of Puerto Rican friends and family. I can't. One that actually listens to this podcast very frequently, so she's totally joking. 
I'm not joking about the fact that I can and I. It's just different. We can both agree that certain dialects of Spanish are harder I'm to understand. I'm not saying anything bad about the dialect. I no, but certain dialects of Spanish are definitely harder to understand. I watched this video today where this guy, <laughs> this, <laughs> this Dominican, this he's a Dominican man. He's a he he's on Instagram. He's an Instagram person like personality. His name is Pio. He thought that I wish I could, I hope I can play this clip for you. He thought that. <laughs> Spotify, he was trying to say Spotify in Spanish, Aww. so he said cuarenta cinco, and he said, you know, like in English, how do you say it in English? And he said, what forty five? And they're like Spotify, you mean Spotify is like cuarenta cinco, and like what is a? I was like, what did you mean forty five? It's Spotify. <laughs> I was on the floor. That was so funny. <laughs> In his head, it made sense. Yes, it did, but not in English. So certain dialects of Spanish are definitely hard. But, I mean, going back to what we were talking about, I, I think that's something that could be cool, and I think I definitely try to seek that out and try flavors in different places um, mm. that I go to that are kind of familiar with me, but also kind of... I want to see how, like, people emigrate. I think that's really cool. Like, we were just talking about, like, you set up these communities, like, are you are they getting the full experience? And, like, I think that's actually some of the best food in those places. Mm. Best, like, Ethiopia the, food in Silver Spring. Mm. So really good. It's amazing because so there's so many there's so many people who've immigrated from mm -hmm. Ethiopia to here. It's the first time I had Ethiopian food was when I came here. So is your opinion jaded then? I don't. I, th I don't think it is actually. I actually think it's kind of quality. If you, I feel. Well, like I would have to go to Ethiopia to really judge it, but I, it's pretty good. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard from people who are who are from there that the food can be really good. Mm. But then I'm there's pretty. tons and tons of restaurants. Like it depends which restaurant you're really judging on. I'm sure some. We do live in a corners. we do live in a food city though, like a really big food city. I like it. it's one of my favorite things about it that you can have so many different kinds of cuisines. It's just even just in Silver Spring, I was telling my friend, I'm like in this four block radius, I could have twenty to thirty different kinds of cuisines. Like it's ridiculous. Have you tried that empanada place yet? Empanada place, which one? It's like right next to. Um... Oh, by the sushi place yeah. in downtown. I did try it. Yeah, it was really good. I, I don't know why I got three things. I, mean, <laughs> I was on my way to work, so I think in my mind that's why I decided to get so much. And if food. I don't want, I'll give it to somebody. No, I mean I was gonna <laughs> eat it. I was gonna continue to eat it later on in the night, which I did. Everything was gone. Oh my god, that's so good. It was. There's good. something about Colombian empanadas that are just. I remember one time we're. <laughs> I'll never forget. I think it was my grandmother's birthday, and we were home for the World Cup, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um. So my brother was home, and. We were throwing her a birthday party, and my uncle walks in with a, literally a catering platter of empanada, the Colombian empanadas. Oh I don't think I've ever been so happy. <laughs> <laughs> and like then they had some salsa that I, it was. Oh, not the pink one, salsa rosada. No, it was like a pico type of salsa. Oh like yeah, that's salsa. that's good. I like that. Oh, it was so good. Pico, I can do it. Not the salsa. It was sweet. You know what salsa rosada is? Mm -mm. Ketchup and mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, they did have that. They had four different no, things, you. and I, no. I just, I guess. No, thank you. I know they put mayonnaise in that yellow sauce, but, you know, I, like, it's just so damn good. I can't help it. <laughs> it is so good. It's so good. With some corn. What is it called? The... Huacate. Huacate. It's a, it's a black mint, is what it's called. No, the type of maize that you said you were eating. The Peruvian. Oh, um, they call it chupe. Chupe? That can't be right. Cancha, cancha. There you go. That sounds familiar. Yeah. I feel like I heard that. So they feed it to pigs. That's what they tell me. Every time I go to the restaurant, like, you know, we feed this to pigs, right? I was like, I don't care. 
There's nothing wrong with it. Wait, they're trying to tell you not to eat more of it? No, they're just like, you, you really like that snack that we just give to pigs. I was like, I Why know. would they tell you that? <laughs> I know. I said I'm unbothered. I don't care. <laughs> it's delicious. Those pigs have a great diet. Seriously, though. So the point is, you can find community wherever you go. No matter if you travel alone, if you travel with people, you can find people who are like-minded. You can find people who share similar values, and you can all share what? There's one thing that you can all share besides drinks. Trade. Food, yeah. You can share, everyone has to eat. You, everyone has to eat. You can share food with everyone. You can even find people from your own community in these places. And that's the beauty of food, the fact that you can travel so far and leave something that – you can leave your home and find another place that feels like home because someone is able to revu- – <laughs> emulate the love and care that is put into each dish that maybe a family member made for you so on that note go out and eat don't be afraid of the street food don't be afraid of street food don't drink the water straight from the tap though everywhere you go filter if you can life straws are really cheap <laughs> yeah and make sure you live up to whatever you feel like you want to do don't second guess yourself it's been a good episode of sapphire kitchen erica thank you for stopping by i appreciate it you've been a good co-host this episode um if the fans like you we'll bring you back if not then <laughs> you're cut <laughs> all right have a good night everybody good night <laughs> hola hola buenos dias estoy aquí en el arboritorium de washington dc y tanto felicidades porque Todos en el campo y, y tienen movimientos de todo, todo de energía. Sí. ¿Cómo es si un onda de, de uh, cómo se dice, grass? Viendo todo. Mm. Interesante. Y... Yo, yo disfruto porque es un buen día, hace calor, todo, y estoy viendo mi libro aquí. Entonces. Y entonces apreciaré ante mis ojos una doncella de perejina hermosura aunque se haga guiorabla un viejo venerable el cual en su mano izquierda portaba un sedazo apenas hubieron llegado a la ribera del río de la historia cuando la doncella se inclinó muy gracio, graciosamente y ya tienes comenzó a tomar grandes puñados, puñados de las aran, arenas de oro que alía había y echarlas y charlas en sedazo con mucho de diligencia y el viejo ser, serina sernia aquella arena como quien ha hecho más como el oro era a menudo y la criba gruesa y vacile el oro 
por el sedazo del río y tonar y tonar a perderse en las aguas mientras mientras que él quedaba solo con los gruesos hierros que entre la arena había los cuales cargaban en su, su razón como cosa de mucha estima. Demande el demande <ríe> demande demande al desenjaño 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 ni cuya cuál era el enigma de aquella visita y el miro respondido con muy gentil y grave y contiente hasta saber que esta doncella tan hermosa como desechada es la verdad a la cual los dioses além de la crueldad de hacerla ciega dirónla otra grave pena y es la de no ser, no ser nunca criada testigo de lo cual es aquella profetiza ay dios es una otra que ay dios carta mensajera yo señor nací como quien dice en la calle correder que llaman de san pablo y en ella crecí, crecí mis primos años por el santo de la calle pauturazonome pablo y con el core, correr del tiempo di, dieronome, dieronome todos en la, uh, llamar pablios y apelear de corredar corredera de correr por, an, por andar yo siempre en ella y hasta hoy los que me conocen llamane llamane palillos de corredor los que poco honor me hacen y pablo a secas los que me tratan como a hombre de bien por esto considera vuestra merced que no he sabido qué cosa era tener padre ni madre que nací como del er y de er y en él en él he vivido mi, mis días quienes pudieron ser los que me echaron a mundo nunca lo, lo he sabido ni Ahora curo de lo saber, solo sé que a él me echaron, echarán, que no puede decirse que en el mundo me pusieron ni mi corazón colocaron, sino que propiamente me arrojaron, arrojaron a él y que donde Dios plugo. De chiquitillo gustaba de pensar que habría sido mi madre alguna señora de Calid 
calidad que puede encubrir una deshonra. Deshonra. Me abandonaré como luego contaré y hasta veces, hasta a veces me gozaba pensando que quizás, quizás era hijo de Reas. Ve vuesa merced que siempre, simple necesidad la mía o por mí, mejor, mejor, mejor decir. La del muchacho que fui, pues, que se le da al... Wow.